Punky peeps, it's Angela Bowen here, the host of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. And today I have for you part two of Yes, Punky, There is a Santa Claus, season one, episode. This is supposed to be episode 13, but it's actually a one hour special. So without further ado, also it aired on December 16th, 1984. Let's get into the second half, shall we? All right, so. To recap, Henry dressed up as Santa because Punky was told by an older boy at school that Santa didn't exist. So in order to restore her belief, he came to school dressed as Santa. She told him as Santa she wanted Santa to bring her mother back for Christmas. So Henry's kind of in a bind because he did tell Punky that You know, by believing in Santa that there's really anything you want can be given to you by Santa as long as you believe in him or something to that degree. So now uh, Henry's got to find Punky's mother. So I believe the show this season started, season one started in September, so that's probably right around the time that she came to live with him. This is December of that same year, and all that time, FBI has been searching for Punky's mother, and they haven't come up with any way of locating her. My, uh, My guess is, I bet she fled the state of Illinois. I really think she did. She is not anywhere in the state, but who knows? I I mean, I could be wrong. She could be homeless. She probably sold her car and what belongings she had. So let's just find out what's going to happen. So Punky and Cherry have found a tree to put in Henry and Punky's apartment. Guys, actually, um, remember how yesterday I said I wasn't going to be taking notes on this? This is going to be more of a a play-by-play while I watch it. Because that's what I'm going to be doing. Alright, so they got the tree. They're going to take it in to the apartment. This is a pretty big tree also from the looks of it. I mean, it looks like it weighs more than both those girls combined. And they're both carrying it. Punky's at the head of the tree. Cherry's at the trunk end. And Betty isn't even assisting them. These girls, they got some muscle there. I wouldn't be able to help carry this tree. Oh, my gosh. Surprise, Punky's not getting a face full of pine needles there. She's, like, looking right into the tree as she's turning, looking in Cherry's direction. So this tree actually already has a stand, a wooden um, cross stand built into the bottom of it. So all they really have to do is just push the tree up and it'll pretty much be standing there. So Betty's coming out with all the ornaments and everything so the girls can decorate it. They got a lot of stuff, because then Cherry comes out after Betty with, like, six different boxes of decorations. Punky is, like, wrapped in Christmas lights. That can't be good. (laughs) So, yeah. So we get to see a fun montage of the girls decorating the tree. We see the tree just with nothing on it. Then the girls are throwing tinsel on it and garland. It's funny because they're going around the tree with the garland, and it's not even remotely... I think Betty must have had them fix it. (laughs) Punky's wearing uh, Christmas ornaments like earrings. That's funny. 
They got that garland all wrong on that tree. And they're trying to decide what ornaments to put on. Oh, man. Why don't they have a Christmas angel to put on the top of the tree? I'm not impressed, guys. That tree looks okay. They got a lot of ornaments, though. Oh, my God. We went with the little tree this year, and we, we uh, it's got pre-lit lights and fiber optics and stuff, so uh, we didn't put any ornaments on it this year. Oh, they do have a Christmas angel! Oh, that's really cool! Okay, it does look nice now, now that it's finally finished, but they haven't lit the tree yet. So Betty asks Cherry if she could give her a hand, or refers to her, can an elf give me a hand in the kitchen? So Cherry helps Betty, and then that's when Henry walks in the door, and Punky's like, hey, Henry, do you like my tree and everything? He's like, oh, wow, yeah, it's really good. And she kind of apologizes, like, you know, we, we waited for you, you know, as fast as we could, as long as we could. So, and then she says, um, I got to see Santa at school today, and of course, Henry was Santa. Punky doesn't know this. And he's like, oh, yeah, him. Uh-huh. And she's like, you won't believe it. He said that he'd bring back my mom for Christmas. And then Henry's kind of like, are you sure he heard you correctly? Because there are a lot of other words that sound like mom. Bomb. A gom. And she's like, gom? What's a gom? And he's like, well, I don't know. But we'll know when Santa brings it, won't we? And she's like, oh, Henry, are you teasing me? So I want to play this little clip of them. It's really cute. And uh, Hen uh, Punky does tell Henry that if Santa hadn't, if he had said he couldn't have gotten her mother, that she wouldn't have minded. That would have been okay with her because, you know, of course Santa can't do everything. So Henry's kind of shocked, like, wait, what? You're saying that if Santa had told you he couldn't have brought your mother, you would have been okay with it? So I'm going to play that clip right now, guys. I'll be right back. I got some good news. Oh, I could use some good news. I saw Santa Claus today. Oh, him. <laughs> he came to our school. It was great. I sure wish you could have been there. Well, I was there. In spirit. I mean, this was a real Santa. I mean, he was really, really, really real. Really? Really. And you know what? Here comes a mind blower. Santa said he was going to bring me my mom for Christmas. Punky, are you sure? I mean, finding your mom is an awfully tall order, even for Santa. I realize it's a toughie, but he didn't say no. If he couldn't have done it, he would have said so. Hold it. You mean, if Santa had said no, you wouldn't have minded? Of course not. Santa can't do everything. <laughs> Are you sure Santa understood you? Well, he's getting awfully old, and his hearing maybe is not what it used to be. <laughs> there are many words that sound like mom. Like what? Oh, like... Uh, bomb. That's it. Maybe Santa thought that you wanted him to bring you a bomb. Honey, nobody would want a bomb for Christmas. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, then there's gum. What's a gum? I don't know, but we'll find out when Santa brings it. Well, you're teasing me. I know Santa heard me say mom, and I know he's going to bring her to me. You know why? 
I really believe in Santa, just like you told me. So Cherry interrupts Punky and Henry's conversation, saying that, hey, the the, uh, the cookies are ready, and they're really big, like, they're like ginger snap type cookies. They don't look like, they're not gingerbread, man, unless they're gingerbread cookies, maybe. I'm sure those exist. So while the girls are in the living room, Henry is filling in Betty in the kitchen about what exactly he found out regarding Punky's mother and her whereabouts. So basically he tells her that, you know, with all this the search going on with the police records, medical hospital records, the FBI is no closer to finding Punky's mother than they were before, which isn't really surprising since he's only had Punky with him for like the last three months. So this stuff... It maybe nowadays it might be a little easier to find somebody, possibly. But Punky didn't exactly have any a photo of her mother for them to go based on. All she probably could tell them is that she had long dark hair. And I mean, maybe she might have known her birth date, the date, but maybe not the year. So that really that kinda is like finding trying to find a needle in a haystack here, so well, see what happens. So I want to play this conversation between Henry and Betty. Because I think, you know, it's it's really good. And, you know, later on the, the girls call them out to the living room because they're going to light the tree. And then that's when Henry kind of realizes, like, if he does find Punky's mom, he might lose Punky. Well, there could be that chance. Maybe she might want her daughter, Susan Brewster might want her daughter back. But then again, she might not. You know how they say, like, if somebody doesn't want to be found by somebody, then they can be pretty good at covering their tracks. If they don't want to be found, they're not going to be found. So I will play that clip right now. <sighs> hey, Punky, the cookies are ready. Let's hang them on the tree. I went to all the proper authorities, the police, the hospitals, the FBI, and they're no closer to finding Punky's mother than they were before. Well, Henry, you've done what you could. Uh, what am I going to do on Christmas morning when Punky's mother's not here? Henry, you've got to tell that child the truth. And what is the truth, Mrs. Johnson? I've told her that one must have dreams and that if one believes strongly enough, those dreams will come true. I've spent my entire life dreaming that someday I would have a child. And I believed in that dream with all my heart. Now I have that child. And I'll do everything in my power to see that her dreams come true. the most beautiful tree I've ever seen.
What's the matter, Henry? I just realized something. If against all odds I do find her mother, I could lose Punky. So Punky lights the tree, and it's kind of weird because, I mean, yes, this is a TV show, but they got a red spotlight beaming down on this tree, which makes no sense if they're in the living room, there wouldn't be a red spotlight. I mean, the light alone on the tree would not cause that. I mean, anyway, guys, I'm sorry. It's like the, the tree's cool and all. It's cool. Now they're singing, oh, Christmas tree. <laughs> so they got the music playing here. The girls are kind of just talking about what they're getting, you know, Henry and Betty for Christmas. <coughs> Excuse me. And I love that this fake little fireplace mantle thing, they have Punky, Henry, and Brandon's stockings. Punky's is, like, really big, but it's rainbow colored, and it's really cool looking. And it's got, like, the, her, her name is spelled out in multicolored letters, which is really cool. I like that. She even put a red bow on Brandon's collar. That's really cute. So, Henry's in the kitchen while I think Betty is, like, shelling nuts or something on the couch. But Henry's in the kitchen, and he's trying to get a hold of his uh, detective friend, Jean Dusant, I believe his name is. Um, just to see if he's got any more word on Punky's mother, because he's got a detective friend that is looking into the case, which is good, because private detectives, I don't know how much they cost. PIs, ugh, private investigators, I'm sure they cost a lot of money. So Punky asks, Cherry, what did you get your grandma for Christmas? And Cherry says she got her grandmother, a dustbuster, a jello mold, and a square dancing skirt. Like, aww. See, and that's about the price that, you know, kids can really afford gifts for their parents and stuff. That's probably the type of things you think, you know, they pro probably can afford. Which is still nice. You know, it's the thought that counts and everything. I just realized this. The girls are on the floor, right? They're a little ways from the couch, but Betty and Henry are sitting on the couch with an earshot. So I'm hoping that... Cherry kind of whispered or lowered her voice, being there, like, within earshot of her. Like, oh, God, now she knows what she's getting. So Betty kind of brings up this gold and silver package that's under the tree and asks, Punky, that's a nice package. Is that for me? And she says, no, it's for my mom because she has to have a gift when she comes to open and everything. And then um, Henry starts to say something, but then Punky, you know, kind of cuts him off like, you know, I know what my mom will do when she gets here. She'll ask me if I brush my teeth and blah, blah, blah. And then she says she'll want us to sing her favorite song that we always sing when she's really happy. Really happy? What What does that mean? Like, when she's medicated? I mean, we all know Punky's parents were junkie they were something they were deadbeats or or something to that degree and i, I just uh, she is in such a better environment now with henry i am so happy that punky really lucked out in the department with being able to have a home clothes an education just i want to play this clip it's really really cute so Lay sings her little song. I got the sun in the morning and the moon at night, which is from Annie Get Your Gun, which I think that's what Soleil is 
like, kind of sort of from, I mean, her mother, Soleil's mother kind of named her off of that play or something. So, um, I am going to play that now. Uh, Pocky, that gold and silver package sure is pretty. Is that for me? No. From my mom. It's earrings. She's got to have a present to open when she gets here. Frankie, about your mother. I know exactly I what will happen when she gets here and she asks me if I've been brushing my teeth and I say, yeah, she's going to want us to sing our favorite song. Favorite song? Yeah, me and my mom used to sing it every time we were feeling really happy. Well, why don't you sing it for us? You really want to hear it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Got no diamonds, got no pearls, still I think I'm lucky. Cause I got sun in the morning and the moon at night. I got sun in the morning and the moon at night. <laughs> got no man's church, got no yacht, still I'm happy with what I got. I got sun in the morning and the moon at night. I got sun in the morning and the moon at night. Well, I just add these to my stuffing, but I'll be right back for the second show. <laughs> That's wonderful news, Jean. I'll be there right away. Ow! Henry, are you all right? I never felt better. The police just called. An hour ago, a woman suffering from exposure was admitted to county hospital. She fits Punky's mother's description to a T. Oh, Henry, do you think it's her? I'm off to find out. So after Pocky kind of sings her little song and dance when she jumps on the little coffee table that is surprisingly able to hold her 60-some pound body without breaking, the phone rings and Henry goes in the kitchen to answer it. Turns out it's his detective friend, Jean Dusant, who says that a woman has been admitted to county hospital suffering from exposure that matches Punky's mother's description to a T. Well, being that they only have her hair color to go <laughs> based on it, that could be anybody. But Henry takes this in good faith and decides to go check out the lead and see if it's her for sure. So Punky's like, oh, Henry, where are you going? And he's like, well, I got some last minute shopping to do. He runs out of the house just as she says, oh, don't forget your overcoat. Oh, Whoops. Yeah, he's going to be cold. Because we see the weather is bad. Blowing snow all over the place. Where I don't even think he had gloves on when he walked out. Let alone anything else. Just a light jacket. Henry, 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 you cannot afford to do that, bud. You cannot afford to get sick. So in the next scene, we see Henry happen upon this really beautiful antique shop. It's almost kind of set up really nice like Santa's workshop. Well, kind of like Santa's workshop. And um, there's this nice old man. It's called Nick Nick's Nook or, or something like that. And Henry's just passing it, freezing his batuti off. And he's like, well, this looks like a place I could just kind of stop and just kind of rest for a little bit. Because it's really, really, the snow is like, it's really cold and the snow's blowing and everything. So, oh, he does have his hat, so he's got that going for him, and a light, but he's got 
He's got a scarf! Wait, no, that's not a scarf. That's his vest. Oh, he's like, he comes and he's rubbing his hands together because doesn't got any mittens, Henry, why? So, this older gentleman comes out of the back. He's got a tea set set up. Like he's been expecting Henry this whole time. And Henry's like, well, do you mind if I just kind of hang out here for a bit and kind of, you know, get warm again? And the guy's like, no, I don't mind. And he asked Henry, would you like a nice hot cup of tea? And he's like, I just made a fresh pot. And Henry's like, yeah, yeah, I love a cup of cup of tea. Excuse me. And he's also got some macaroons for Henry. Hmm, those are his favorite. So the older gentleman asks Henry if he's been doing some last-minute shopping. And how he come, says he's got some nice gifts that would make, you know, would be good for people, and um, Henry's like, no, no, I just, uh... Well, Henry kind of tells him, like, the only gift that I'm looking for, I'm not going to find here. So Henry picks up the macaroon and says, oh, macaroons, these are my favorite. And the guy, uh, lo older gentleman, looks at Henry's like, ah, I wouldn't be able to tell by looking at you. So Henry apologizes to him, says, you know, I'm sorry, I just, I have a lot on my mind. And the guy says, Wes, would it help to talk about it? And Henry says, eh, no, thank you. But then as soon as the guy turns his back, Henry's like, you see, I have this little girl at home, my foster daughter. And she has been having a, hold on. So he starts from the beginning how this kid at school told Punky there's no Santa Claus and explains that Punky is his foster daughter and it's their first Christmas together. So he tells the guy how he kind of fobbled it up by going to her school dressed as Santa. And the guy looks at Henry like, you dressed as Santa? Really? You? And Henry kind of looks at him like, yeah, I did. It was... A really awesome moment until she tells Santa that the only thing she wants is for him to bring her mother for Christmas and he's like and you told her you would do that and Henry's like well I told her that Santa couldn't do any couldn't that Santa couldn't not do anything excuse me and the the guy the guy is kind of perturbed by this. He's like, you know, Santa's got so much stuff to do. You know, trying to find missing moms. You know, along with trying to get everyone what they want for Christmas and everything. We don't got I got Santa don't got time for that. All right, guys, I'm gonna following this scene up. I really want to play it because it's really sweet. And uh, this guy who plays. Uh, Nick, I don't think we ever get his name until, like, the very end that uh, Henry is looking for the store and everything. So I am going to play the clip, and I'll be right back. I'd just like to warm myself for a minute before going back out into the storm, if you don't mind. Not at all. Not at all. 
I bet you'd like a nice hot cup of tea. Oh. Just made a fresh pot? That would be wonderful. Thank you. I'm surprised to see you're still open at this hour on Christmas Eve. Oh, Christmas Eve is my biggest night of all. Doing a little last-minute shopping, eh? I've got a lot of nice things here. Make memorable gifts. No. The only gift I'm looking for, I don't think I'll find here. Ah, macaroons. These are my favorite. Really? I'd never know it by looking at you. Oh, I'm sorry. I just have a lot on my mind. <laughs> Would it help to talk about it? No, not really. You see, it started <laughs> when this little hooligan at school told my daughter that there is no Santa Claus. Oh. That really hurts. Indeed it does. You see, she's my foster daughter, and it's our first Christmas together. Oh, that's really something special. It might have been. If I hadn't fouled everything up, I was so desperate to convince her that there is a Santa Claus that I went to her school dressed up as Santa. You dressed up as Santa? <laughs> hey, don't look so surprised. It was my finest hour. You've no idea what it was like to see all those happy little faces. I can imagine. Anyway, it went off beautifully until my daughter told Santa that all she wanted for Christmas was for him to bring her mother. And you told her you would? What else could I say? Well, you could have said Santa can't do everything. <laughs> I couldn't tell her that. Why not? It's the truth. It's hard enough just making toys to all the children without having to find missing moms. You don't need Santa. You need the FBI. I tried them and the police. In fact, I've just come from the hospital where I was checking out another lead. They said they'd found a woman named Susan that fit her description. And it wasn't her mother? Hardly. When I asked her if she was Susan Brewster, she replied, for $20, I'll be anyone you want me to be. Oh, <laughs> tough break. So you see, if I don't produce her mother by tomorrow morning, she'll never believe in Santa again. It's hopeless. Oh, no, no. There's always hope. You did a noble thing restoring those children's faith in Santa. A lot of good it did. More good than you'll ever know. Christmas is a time of miracles. Maybe Santa will bring her mother after all. Uh, beg pardon? I said maybe Santa will bring her mother. Sure, yeah. Of course, you may be right. Well, thank you very much for the tea. I'd best be going along. You know what your problem is? Oh, yes, I think I do. You convinced your little girl that Santa would bring her mother. The problem is you haven't convinced yourself. 
I'll believe it when I see Susan Brewster in my apartment sitting at a Christmas dinner. After all, seeing is believing. <laughs> You've got that a little mixed up. Where I come from, believing is seeing. Ah. Yes. Uh, before you go, I'd like to send something to your little girl. It's a jewelry box. All little girls love jewelry. Oh, I appreciate the thought, but I hardly think a jewelry box replaces a mother. Certainly not, but I'd really like her to have it on the house. I assure you it's one of a kind. Well, I'm sure it is, as you are yourself. <laughs> Thanks anyway, and uh, I really must go now. Have a Merry Christmas, Henry. Merry Christmas to you. You know, it's funny. I've lived in this neighborhood all my life, and I've never noticed that there was an antique shop here before. I guess you've never needed one before. So I played the whole clip, guys, because I think it was really cool, and I'm going to just finish this up, basically how... Henry explains to the guy that he went to the hospital and turned out it wasn't her mother. And the guy's like, really? I mean, it wasn't? And he's like, no, actually what happened was I said, is your name Susan Brewster? Henry tells him. And the woman said, for $20, I'll be whoever you want me to be. Now, could that have been her mother? I don't know. What if? Instead of him asking, is your name so-and-so, he had a picture of Punky and said, hey, do you recognize this little girl? If not, boom, bye. Simple as that. Because more than likely, this lady was a prostitute. If she's saying, for $20, I'll be whoever you want me to be. Or if it was her mother, she was so out of it from exposure, she was confused, and... and she didn't know what was going on, so she said the first thing that probably came to her mind. That's my guess, anyway. So, the Santa, uh, <laughs> this guy Nick here says, you know, maybe that Santa will bring Punky's mother. And Henry's like, no, you know, I'll believe that when she's sitting down in my apartment for Christmas dinner. So, in turn, Nick grabs this jewelry box, and he says, I have this gift to give to your foster daughter. It's free. You don't have to pay for it, because all girls love jewelry. And it plays a little tune. And Henry's like, no, no, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm good. But thank you for letting me hang out here and have some tea and macaroons. So, he leaves. So, it's Christmas morning, and... In the next scene. And oh my gosh. Henry went all out for Punky. I bet she's never hardly gotten this many gifts in her entire life. Definitely not in just one Christmas. There's a dollhouse. There's presents by the chair. They're all underneath the tree. Her stocking is loaded with dolls and giant candy canes. Raggedy Ann and Andy dolls. Oh, she is excited. There's a bike. And it's got a giant candy cane in it. Oh! 
So she's screaming to Henry, like, Henry, come on, come on. Uh, it's got to be like 6 a.m. there, or 7 at least. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh. So she's calling Henry, like, come on, come on, I want to open my gifts. And he's like, she's like, hurry, hurry. And he's like, Punky, this is as hurry as I get, okay? 6 a.m. So, um, Punky is disappointed. She looks for her mother. In the closet, outside the door, inside the kitchen. And that's when she comes out and says, my mom's not here. And Henry said, I'm sorry. You know, I think Santa did what he could. She says, you know, I asked for him to bring my mom, but, you know, he, he didn't. And you said all he had to do was believe and Santa could make everything, you know, right. And that... It would come true and everything. So, it's sad. I mean, but anyway, he kind of diverts her attention. Like, hey, let's go open these gifts, you know? You got a lot of gifts here. Let's start unwrapping them. So, she gets these awesome skates and she pulls them out. They're multicolored, of course. Just like the rest of her, you know, shoes and everything. She's like, oh, wow, they're smash-a-roo. And Henry's like, well, I don't want you to go smash-a-roo. By the way, where's uh, where's Brandon? Is he in the bedroom somewhere? He's not in the living room. He should be partaking in this holiday celebration. <laughs> she gets him. It looks like a, a a pipe that was made in like art class or something, and he's looking at it. It's like, oh, this is so nice. This is so creative and she's like, it's a uh she's like it's a pipe and he's like yes a pipe that's it okay thank you <laughs> so there's another gift that henry does not recognize that she reads it says to punky from santa he's like wait what so she unwraps the bow she rips it off and she's like my mom's jewelry box it's my mom's jewelry box and Henry's like, well, wait, what are you talking about? And she's like, look, the initials on the back were engraved. It says SB. And he's like, well, Punky, there are a lot of people out there whose initials are SB. And I'm like, really, Henry? Give me five people. Just five people whose name initials are SB. But she's like, look. And she lifts open the lid and... It plays that tune she was singing from Annie Get Your Gun. I got the sun in the morning and the moon at night. And and then all of a sudden, Henry kind of realizes, like, well, wait a minute. How did he know my name was Henry? He's referring to the guy at the store. Like, well, wait a minute. So with that being said, um, she also says that the box with my mom's earrings are gone. Interesting. I bet she pawned, uh, I bet Punky's mom pawned that uh, jewelry box for money for something, don't you? I think she did. So that's when Cherry and um, Mrs. Johnson come in. And Mrs. Johnson is wearing her square dancing skirt. So Henry goes into the kitchen while the girls and Betty are busy in the living room with the presents and everything. And... He goes to call a listing for Nick's Nook on Michigan Avenue. And the operator says, well, I'm sorry, there's no listing for that. He's like, well, but I was just there last night. 
I kind of wonder what the operator's response was. Well, she was like, really? Were you? Are you sure? So, with that being said, Henry joins Punky and Betty and Cherry in the living room, and they all have a wonderful time opening gifts. And still, I ask, where is Brandon? So I'm going to play that clip, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Okay. This is as hurry as I get. Look, Santa was here. He brought me a bike and a dollhouse. And look, he filled our stockings. He sure did. And I wonder where... Santa just wasn't able to find her. I'm sure he tried as hard as he could. But I don't understand. You said all I had to do was believe. And I did. I believed with all my heart. I know you did. So why didn't Santa do what he promised? I don't know. Why don't we open our presents? Okay. Honey, this present's for you. I made it myself. Oh, I've been wondering what's in here. Mm. <laughs> oh, my. Look at this. Look at this wonderful, lovely, gorgeous... Pipe! Pipe! <laughs> oh, I love it. I'll treasure it forever. That present's for you. Be careful with them, Punky. I don't want you to go smash a roof. Hey, what's this present? I don't know. I've never seen it before. Two, Punky? From Santa? What? initials are SB. Well, there's only one way to prove this. Listen to this. Mm. 
minute. The earrings I got for my mom are gone. What? They can't be. I think I know what happened. For some reason, my mom wasn't able to come. So she gave Santa the jewelry box to give to me. And he gave her the earrings I got for her. How did he know my name was Henry? Give me a number for Nick's Nook on Michigan Avenue. No listing. But I was there just last night. It's an antique shop. Please check again. I see. Merry Christmas. And listen to this. Thanks, Santa. A Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas! Time for my Brandon Tailwig episode rating. I'm giving this episode a 5 out of 5 Brandon Tailwigs. One for Henry helping Punky give her a amazing first Christmas together by dressing up as Santa. He really went to bat there. Two, for Mrs. Morton. Oh, I love her. She is such a great, fun teacher. I, I loved her in season one. It's sad that she's not... She didn't continue on with the show anymore, but that's all right. Also, for Nick, the guy who ran the shop, he was... A great, oh, he was funny. I really enjoyed him and really putting Henry's mind at ease and everything. And for giving Punky the jewelry box. So that was really good. And also, uh, Henry's, or uh, Punky's gift to Henry the pipe. That was really, that was funny. It's funny that she had to tell him what it was. And for Punky getting the jewelry box at the very end of the episode. I am happy that she was able to reconnect with their mother in that way. Also, time for Punky's Principles. So, here it is. Um, please, if your parents have told you the truth about Santa, do not go around telling other children that, because that is not your right to do that. That is up to the parents' discretion of when to tell their child about Santa Claus. Okay? Be respectful of other people and their parents' wishes. Also, it's not about the money you spend during Christmas. It's about the love that you put into the gift that you give the person. Being able to see that person smile when they open that gift and that surprise and wonder has got to be one of the best gifts in the world. All right.
Have a good Merry Christmas, and I'll see. I'll be back again with another Punky Brewster Christmas episode. All right, everybody, let's hear some YouTube comments, huh? All right. OMG, the part when the teapot was whistling, I got so scared I jumped. I thought someone was screaming in the background. Second one, Alan is so adorable and hilarious. The next one, kids will never know the joys of holidays at school. Yes, I know Christmas is not celebrated by everyone, but I remember in my school that they not only did Christmas, but Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. It was a learning experience getting to celebrate and learn about different customs and fun. The next one, Henry sure has a voice for Santa. Here's the next one. Can't wait for the second part without shedding a tear. Or can't watch the second part without shedding a tear. And the last one, I was a little boy when this first aired, and I still believe in Santa. That is really, really sweet. All right. Let's give a warm welcome to some Punky Power listeners. So we have the Philippines, Athens, Ohio, Simi Valley, California, Annapolis, Maryland, Farmington, Michigan, Baldwin Park, California, Atlanta, Georgia, Salem, Maine, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, West Bloomfield, Michigan, Chicago, Illinois, California, Seattle, Washington, Sudbury, Canada, Charlotte, North Carolina, St. Petersburg, Mexico, Modesto, California, Chester, Maryland, Pittsburgh, California, Powell, Ohio, San Dimas, California, Bedford, Maine, or is that Massachusetts? I think it's Massachusetts. Uh, Hingham, Massachusetts. Ashburn, Virginia. Irving, Texas. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. San Jose, California. France, Arlington, Texas. Clarksburg, West Virginia. France, Newberry, Maine. Massachusetts. Good grief. Akron, Ohio. Buford, North Carolina. Germany, Melbourne, Australia, New York, New York, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Los Angeles, California, Mexico, Marshall, Texas, Kalula Lumbra, Malaysia, Brazil, St. Louis, Missouri, New York, North Tonawanda, New York, Kansas City, Missouri, Santiago, Chile. I want to give a sincere thank you to all you listeners out there, whether you listen to this podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes or any other listening platforms that you may love, may use to hear this podcast. I love giving you guys episode recaps of Punky Brewster. Joining me as I go into full detail, describing her many adventures and shenanigans with Henry, Brandon, and her friends, as well as my occasional running commentary and childhood stories. Also, if you enjoy this podcast, please go to iTunes, rate and review, and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. If you would like to reach out to the podcast, there are many ways to do so. You can find me on Facebook, where you can like, follow, and even message me. You can follow on Instagram, where you can comment on posts for upcoming episodes, even get a shout-out on a future episode. Alright. Let's also give a warm welcome to some new likes on the Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast Facebook page. We have Anna Nowak, Crocodine Soledade, Rebecca Salanda, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name, and Rachel Matskin Bridger, I'm sorry again. But I hope you enjoy the podcast, and I look forward to coming back with another Christmas Punky Brewster episode next week. 
So have a good weekend, everybody.